Second player press start. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Second Player Press Start. My name is James and I'm joined by my friend... Darren, that's me. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, um, which was made available for free if you're a PS Plus member. Um, I think it's like a limited time offer. Um, I haven't played a Call of Duty game in a very long time, so... Yeah, neither have I. We figured we would uh, hop on this one and uh, give it a shot. Um, we were initially intrigued by a Zombies co-op mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hopped into that and uh, we were greeted with jazz music and... <laughs> yeah, noir-style 40s. Um, yeah, it was weird. Like, I didn't even know what to expect. We had no, no expectation for it other than shooting zombies. So, and, uh, we died pretty early on. Uh, didn't take very long for us to die. Yeah. And that first wave, uh, I mean, it could have been the first wave or the first two maybe, but we just, I, I personally felt so lost that I, I mean, I even felt it weird just like all of a sudden I'm like trying to shoot zombies and I got this pistol and I hadn't figured out the controls yet. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we say we're going in fresh, we really are going in fresh because we didn't have any idea what was going on. And uh, yeah, we slowly kind of started figuring out that it's kind of a horde shooter where there's waves of zombies that come mm -hmm. and uh, it looks like you can kind of protect yourself by building barriers kind of around you or securing windows or closing off certain things and um, sometimes that would give you kind of the in-game currency sometimes it right, wouldn't right. I don't think we figured out why sometimes it would and sometimes it wouldn't Sure, yeah, like sometimes you'd build a barrier and the barrier would have, I don't know, half a dozen pieces of wood that you'd put against the window and each one would give you like 10 or 20 bucks or whatever. But then there's other times that we did the exact same thing and no money came from it. So so as you earn currency for things that you don't really know what you're doing, um, you then have the opportunity to kind of buy guns off the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it had to be off the wall, which is weird. There's these outlines for different guns on the wall. It would say the name of a gun and then a cost for it. But you didn't know what kind of gun it was unless you're a gun person and or maybe from other aspects of the gameplay you'd figure out that this, you know, weird AR-73 whatever was a shotgun or something. Yeah, and they were also kind of like, I didn't really think about it. Some of them were kind of like futuristic guns. Yeah, they didn't fit the the setting that was already presented. Like I could see having uh, like a Thompson, like a Tommy gun, right? Um, and different pistols and shotguns and stuff of the era that they're trying to represent. But I didn't see any of that. But then again, there was this like purple orb that turned you into a monster briefly. Sure. So uh, suspend I mean, your... Yeah, suspension of disbelief. I mean, there's that fantasy element, but I feel like... Even the idea of dropping into this zombie supernatural place 
there's the element of fantasy. I just felt like, like you mentioned with the guns, like to have everything about the world feel like that time period. And yet there's this fantasy supernatural aspect that works. I mean, that was, that's what a lot of Cthulhu stuff was. The fact that we were turning into this weird tentacle octopus creature had that feel to it as well as like HP Lovecraft mythos, right? Yeah. And there's this voiceover of this weird, I don't know, entertainer type guy telling us that we're cursed. And there's just so many voices going on all the time that I couldn't figure out who was who and what was what. But um, I must say, like, once we were kind of getting into the swing of things, it was kind of fun. Hmm. Um, it was it was stupid and kind of brainless, <laughs> pardon the pun. Um, yeah, it was kind of fun running around and uh, kind of unlocking these new areas. And um, I could see if you were with... Because I think you could play up to f with four people, right? Yeah, it seemed that way. It seemed like there was an opportunity for up to four players local co-op split screen. Uh, which is not something you've seen a lot of in contemporary video games. So that was pretty appealing to me. I think it would be fun to play a game like that with that many people in this weird noir fiction setting. Yeah, I could see if you got together a group of people that were very coordinated and you kind of knew what you were doing. Hmm. I think there was probably some strategy there of, um, you know, kind of getting through these hordes right um we got i think we got to like wave seven or eight mm -hmm. um kind of on our last try and then we were kind of bombarded by these like flying yeah that that was weird it kind of came out of nowhere it was like they were way harder in terms of the enemy type than anything we had fought up to that point the fact that they had ranged attacks they moved faster and they were in the air too made them really hard to deal with in comparison to the zombies even if zombies could move faster they had to run at you so i'm not sure how far that the waves go up to or how many more different variations of enemy types there are but that seemed that really caught me off guard i wasn't expecting those enemies at all yeah i think i think probably as you progress like a few horde kind of modes that I've played, Gears of War was one hmm. where the higher you progress, the more difficult and kind of crazier sure. your foes get. Um, but yeah, I mean, for kind of a little offshoot multiplayer mode, hmm. it was kind of cool. Um, I wonder if there's different maps. There was a map selection screen, but it only seemed like there was just one map That's listed right, right i wonder if it was dlc or you unlock as you go along i could both both would make sense um one of the things before jumping into the campaign mode we then moved on to but one of the things that i liked in comparison was that i actually felt i had more choice in the zombie version of the game it wasn't a linear story um, at different areas of the map you could unlock more doors to go into new areas of the map and that all costed this in-game currency and once you went into those areas there was more locations to find more different guns and more things to board up to make more money and so on and so forth so the fact that you could choose how you'd progress through that you could choose which gun you were going to use based on your currency you could choose when and where you wanted to become the monster character um, and then there was these weird uh, ball. There weren't gumballs. They were 
there was a funny name for them. Gall gum, something gums or something like that. But anyway, anyway, there was choices you could make in terms of different little special abilities or techniques that you had. Yeah, I, th I think that was their way. Because um, the last <clears throat> Call of Duty that I played um, in multiplayer, they introduced this like perk system where you can mm. kind of equip certain perks. And um, this had kind of a random nature to it where mm. at the start you could select which kind of gumballs you want to be in the machine. Right. Um, and then you would encounter these machines, but it would be random um, as to which perk or which gumball you would get. Right, right. Um, which is, yeah, it's, it adds kind of a fun random element to the game, even though you're kind of preparing your your perk loadout, um, you may not get the one that you want right at that minute, or you may get something better that you weren't expecting. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was kind of fun. Um, I don't think I would get into, like, super hardcore, like, mm -hmm. but as a fun little distraction. Sure. Um, yeah, I had a good time with it. Yeah, I think in comparison to say we've played the Gears of War wave horde thing before, but in that one there was a lot of emphasis on your defensive actions. So you would collect resources throughout the fighting sequence, and then you would have a time where you could build up your defenses and lay traps and put out turrets and all that kind of thing. And in this one, it felt like there was there were things in the map that you could maybe eventually do that were kind of similar, but none of them we could figure out how to unlock. So right. there was this, there was these few machines we found that we needed to find out how to give them power first. And there was this other, like, um, I don't know, there's this other kind of box on the wall that made me feel like it was some kind of security system of sorts, but I had no idea how to interact with it. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like, part of those wave games is yes being dropped in and just playing it out as you go we were talking about survival survival games last time but how the more sometimes you can get dropped straight in and you don't have to know anything and you just learn by playing through because the aspect of the game is you can only live so long and then you die and then you start over so you learn by playing um i feel like to know some of those things maybe ahead of time would give you some form of strategy to begin with. Um, but I guess I can see some of the appeal in learning it as you go. Uh, I also thought it was neat that there was... Uh, so we dropped in with random characters. Uh, I don't think there was a way to select our characters. No. But um, I noticed that the character James was playing, I was like, that sounds a little like Ron Perlman. And then I saw when I had to revive his character, I'm seeing him lying on the ground and it kind of looks like Ron Perlman too. And I, I did a quick search, but in fact, it is Ron Perlman. And I thought that was interesting because his voice to me is really recognizable. Um, you know, I've liked him in, in a lot of his stuff he's done. And it was just interesting to see his character there and like him being brought to life in this wacky kind of shooting zombies noir game it was strange and fun so yeah i mean i know call of duty is like massive um and we're probably not the target audience for it but mm. um i know this zombie mode has existed for a few games now okay um 
So maybe they just figured like, well, everyone that's playing this will probably know what to do. Because hmm. this is maybe the third or fourth time they've played it. Um, so maybe that's why they didn't outline... It's possible, sure. Um, ...everything. And then uh, we jumped into the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of what I expected it to be. Um, you say that with a laugh, James. Tell me more. Well, I think, like, Call of Duty's always had this kind of um, reputation of these... It's kind of your cheesy blockbuster, Hmm. straightforward... um, Like, you know what you're going to get. And Hmm. uh, it was very much that game of big explosions and uh, shoot guys in the face and... Um, very linear, like just very, um, basically walk down a straight line and shoot. And, um, there was even points where you tried to deviate off right. course right? and it would magically teleport you back <laughs> <laughs> or it even had this kind of red flashing yeah, it would, it would do this warning mode. You're, you know, you're out of the combat zone, and then a five second timer. So I was like, the pro. I mean, the thing that I found challenging was number one, I couldn't explore the area. Number two, if I tried to explore a little bit too long, if James's character, because it's split screen or co op game, if James's character got to a certain point in the game because it would be a checkpoint, all of a sudden my movement would stop and I would flash out of existence and just teleport to where James is. Now I've seen that done in Halo games and stuff like that way back when, but this seemed, maybe it was because of the loading and stuff like that, but it seemed way more, um, way more interfering in the gameplay. Even walking out of the, of the warning zone, I remember seeing things like that in Borderlands. Uh, and I get that in the idea that you don't want to just put walls everywhere. So you've got these kind of faux walls where if you go through you know, you got to get back to the real game that has has been designed, right? The real level. But even in this one, it covered the screen so much that if I wasn't, if I didn't have a handle of where I was in in the world, trying to find my way back to where I should be when I can't see anything on the screen just seemed ridiculous to me. But so it goes. Yeah, and the way they handled, like, <clears throat> I think if if one of us was just playing this by ourselves. Um, it would seem a lot more natural, but Mm. the way they kind of handled the split-screen side of things is you're basically seeing the same cutscene from the same viewpoint on two screens. Right, right. Um, there was some instances where it seemed like they were taking consideration that there was a possibility of two players. Hmm. Um, I think there was an opportunity where we were riding in a tank or a, mm-hmm. a vehicle, an armed vehicle, and there were like two seats yeah. to yeah. hop in to arm these turrets. Um, but then there were other options, or other um, the cutscenes in particular, where it's like, why wouldn't you just zoom in to one and have it full screen instead sure. of sure. kind of splitting it? And I'm guessing the the co-op in this is more of just a hey, let's just get together with our bros and right, right, and shoot some guys and just kind of have a good time. Um, 
and it was probably just put in as just another kind of bullet point on mm. the box. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it wasn't terribly exciting, or mm. it kind of was what I expected it would be. Right, right. Um, I think these games are more tailored towards a multiplayer experience. Um, I know these games are really huge in just kind of online competitive mm -hmm. okay. modes. Um, sure. Like your death matches and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think even the newest game that's coming out later this year, I think they've actually abandoned any single player. It's all multiplayer. Hmm. Um, which just goes to show you, I mean, I'm sure they've done their research and yeah, yeah. studied their metrics of who plays the single player versus the multiplayer. Um, and when I have played Call of Duty, most of the time has been online. Because hmm. um, it's the core of the game, like the way it kind of controls and the smoothness. Um, like they've really nailed that first person. Hmm. Kind of instant gratification right right down and uh yeah um you've probably played a call of duty game unless you're like us but um i thought it would be interesting for us to kind of give our take on those games as um i don't play them every year sure and i know talking to you it's been a very long time since you've played one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so since it was free, I thought we would just download it and kind of see what a modern Call of Duty game was like. Right, right. Yeah, for me, in comparison to some of the other stuff we've played, um, again, we were playing through the campaign mode and then the, the zombie horde mode, which isn't the true competitive multiplayer that maybe if, they're, if they've transitioned more and more to that, then that is the core game, right? So you could argue then that we're not even playing the core game when we played what we played here. Now, what's interesting to me about that is, sure, maybe it took them a few games to get to the state where they realize, well, what is what is our core offering? And then all these things are kind of add-ons on top of that. But um, maybe there was, you know, maybe there's a different way to present a game like that, or maybe there's a way to sell that game as two separate units right you know what i mean like instead of the experience that we got here or maybe some of those things were at one point dlc content or stuff like that where i just want to get call of duty multiplayer and i'm going to buy it as a standalone thing and here i'm now i'm going to pay for the add-ons to try a single player campaign or the add-ons for the zombie mode or whatever um because i know I'm pretty sure, maybe I'm wrong, but do you think you could play four-player split-screen in multiplayer, online multiplayer? Hmm. I'm not sure. I don't know, like... Maybe? I think that would be pretty hard, though, because, I mean, even the split-screen that we had, like... I think my screen down here is, what, 40 inches-ish? Somewhere in there, yeah. Um... And the way they did the split screen, they kept the same aspect ratio, so the the, the screen size is even it's smaller than just splitting right. your screen in half. Um, so I don't know how they would manage splitting hmm. it into four. 
Um, I even noticed a few little frame rate kind of uh, slowdowns. Sure. Um, even with just two people, so right. I can't imagine what if it could handle four. Yeah. Speaking of um, speaking of like glitches, I guess, but there's a few things that I noticed too. And we one of the games we talked about recently was uh, State of Decay and how we weren't sure if it was a larger developer, right? But we talked about some of the glitches and things we saw in there, but I saw some similar stuff in this game. There's a few times where I tried to revive James's character. Instead of having an arm and a gun, it was just this big black box, like this big long rectangle weird looking thing that was on where his arm should be. And it was just, it was really strange because you look at this game and the amount of production that's gone and you know, the animations and the facial stuff and the fact that they're paying really well-known actors to play roles in the game and then you're doing facial recognition or facial capture animation and stuff on them and to get to this like we're playing a norm a standard mode of the game we're not doing anything weird with it um and yet when i revive you which is another standard mechanism in the game you it looks like your arm is a huge rectangle box and right. it's just like that's weird like maybe is it possible that never showed up for anybody else is it possible that there's something different about your hardware that makes that happen it's pretty unlikely yeah there's not a lot of uniqueness when it comes to this game and your system i mean that's one of the benefits of developing for console right is that everything's same yeah so i just thought thought that was really interesting um i think too from my from my experience with the game i've played rails shooters games before right where you just the game moves you from location to location then you shoot what's ever on the screen and i have no problem playing those games i played those a lot when i was younger at the arcade and stuff like that and i get a lot of fun out of those like you're shooting different things on the screen and you're moving through i remember like house of the dead and i remember area 51 and time crisis and all these times types of shooters that are done a bit differently but that's kind of what i felt this game was even though it was giving me the illusion that i could move to where i wanted to go and every time I moved to where I wanted to go, whether it was to find a collectible item or just just search around, or it, there were so many times implicitly where, or even explicitly, where the characters on the screen were telling us, oh yeah, you can go high, you can go low. If you find your own way, there's different advantages to going different routes in the map. And in some cases, I found that to be true. Like James would go, uh, would take a different route than me and I would get, I would be able to flank the enemy and I thought that was really neat. But there's other times where that didn't matter at all. And if I tried to find a way for it to matter, I would either stop playing and then be teleported to where James was, or it would tell me, warning, 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 you have five seconds to get back into the combat zone. So I felt there was this huge disconnect between what the game was trying to tell me in in terms of its fiction versus what the mechanics were telling me. I'm not sure if it seemed like you never had this, those same things because you were just following straight through maybe more that's your experience of what the game was uh your expectations for the game was so you were just following suit whereas i didn't expect it to be a rails shooter so i was exploring the the map and trying to see if i could do different things yeah i guess with my little bit of history with this franchise i know that it's um you just keep pushing forward Mm. and shooting guys in the face right and that's kind of it um I think uh, there are a few videos online that actually expose some older games where enemies just constantly respawn until you kind of pushed forward. Right. Um, 
So this game is very well known for always wanting to kind of move you forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it is very much that game of like, don't stop and look around, just kind of keep moving, keep right. moving, keep moving. Right. Um, which there is an enjoyable aspect because it kind of does uh, bring back some memories of, you know, those old light gun rail shooter games of um, right. just kind of progressing forward and shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's. I think what's interesting to me is you can see that they've put a lot of time and effort into the level design and the visual aesthetics of the game. And in some ways, um, you miss some of that because there's just constant movement on the screen. Like you can't possibly take it all in. And like explosions everywhere and, you know, people shooting at you and robots and all this kind of stuff. And I don't think that constant barrage of action is good or is, is always bad, I should say. But I think that, um, you know, we both got a laugh out of we take up we take up this elevator in this one sequence and we finally there's this finally this slowdown. And then there's just these two soldier guys talking in this really poorly written dialogue and they're like so how's rebecca oh we broke up it's like are you kidding me like where's who even talks like this when they in the middle of this huge war zone like i don't i can't i couldn't wrap my head around what even they were trying to do in that sequence like why that was there in the first place was it to make the characters feel more real or to make you realize that yeah these are people too and then there's some like really heavy-handed comment later on about because they're real people and it was just like i couldn't figure out what the game was trying to make me feel or try to make the experience about because eventually we get to a part where we were getting on the um uh you know the escape chopper right the uh extra at the extraction zone or whatever and we get knocked back for some explosion and the chopper leaves without us and we just get totally literally ripped apart by a robot like our arms are ripped off and our yeah, it was almost are... like a mortal combat like fatality yeah it was just it seems so out of place and then there's these not fully sentient robots that are just beating us up in this like gang fight it was they're all surrounding us and punching us on the ground and it was just like it didn't make any sense in the world that we had built up to that point like we saw these robots before and they're shooting at us like this mechanized troop like you'd see in um what am i thinking terminator the terminator movies right they're just walking forward and shooting and that's what they do and now they're it's like this this like awful gang situation where they're all they all surround us and they're like beating us on the ground and ripping our arms off it was just it was so weird to me i didn't even know what to make of that and the next thing you know you wake up and you're in some hospital and of course now we have cybernetic implants and or this specialized unit that's you know now learning about how to interact with these new techniques and new abilities that we have and i i see that transition there but i just felt like in terms of the writing and the narrative of it the transition was just so weird and out of left field i don't know maybe maybe that's different for you coming from having some of these experiences in these games before or not expecting as much as i'm expecting but to be fair like some of the games we've played make that character narrative, that character arc, really important, really central to the story. Like when we talk about God of War, right? It's, I'm not saying this game is trying to be God of War, but why have some of those elements in there if you're just going to do it crappy? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's kind of the equivalent to like 
Fast and Furious movie. Like, like a it's, movie, right. It's, uh, it's that popcorn, like, try not to think about it too hard. Hmm. Otherwise, your head might explode. Sure. But, um... Yeah, there was even that comment in the game, wasn't there? Yeah. Like, you're going to take in too much, and your your sergeant was telling you, you know, if you take in too much, then bang, there goes your head, there goes your brain, or whatever. So, yeah, maybe you're right, sure. It's, it's a dumb video game, but, like, sometimes dumb video games are okay, depending on the mood uh, that you're in. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about it on uh, this podcast. Um, like, how much can you really analyze about hmm. just a, a dumb video game? But um, I'm sure the people that love these games love them. Right. And um, they're obviously doing something right because these games always sell yeah. like crazy. And... Uh, I'll admit, like, I enjoy a Fast and Furious movie yeah, sure. every once in a while. And, For sure. And um, I think the same goes with these games. Um, right. I'll probably keep this on my hard drive for a bit, and I'll hop into multiplayer and just mess around, because um, it's a good, you know, 15 minutes of fun, and you can shut it off, and mm -hmm. that's kind of mm -hmm. that. And that, to me, that goes back to what we were talking about. Well, if the core game is the multiplayer, right? And what I'm getting out of it is having a progression system that's built into my own character so that I get more abilities and perks or whatever they're called. I get to unlock new weapons and try new techniques and stuff in the game. And that's all persistent in the world where I can log in and play for my 15 minute match or whatever my deathmatch length turns out to be and try to get the high score or the most kills or do a king of the hill or a capture the flag where I'm fighting against another team then absolutely um, and the fact that if the game is central to that combat then I'm not surprised that some of the narration or some of the, the writing in that aspect is weak but maybe that's a good thing then maybe that's why they're transitioning to multiplayer only in the next game is because this is our this is our core competency yeah. so let's just do that and do it well and all this other fluff that we're they're probably they probably spent a fair amount of money creating this single player campaign like it's not cheap to make all that stuff all those assets um so why why make them if not only is it a lesser quality version of a game like that and if nobody's playing it right yeah so i get that for sure and i think Again, like I mentioned, comparing the zombie version to the campaign version, I think I liked the zombie version more because there was just more choice for me. I didn't have to follow a path and I didn't have to shoot exactly what they told me to shoot all the time. There was more choices that I could make within that that game than I could in the, in the campaign. So all in all, it's something that I would definitely try the multiplayer because I've, I've enjoyed first-person shooter multiplayer games before, like the competitive multiplayer. And I think that um, the fact that there's so many people into it, it makes sense. Like why Overwatch, for example, has become so big in that space right now, because it's another version of that. But they've they've put in classes, and there's these these extra elements that make that game better than other games like it. Um, so I would give that part a shot. I don't think I would waste my time with single player in this game. No. I might I might play the zombie mode again. Um, but that's that's my take on it. Yeah. So I mean, 
If you like these games, more power to you. And uh, if you haven't played one of these in a while and have PlayStation Plus, sure, download it. It's free right now, so uh, give it a shot. But yeah, I think that'll conclude uh, this talk. And uh, we'll check you out next time. Good night, Darren. Second player, press start. Have a good night, James.